Is that yeah? Amen. Thank the Lord once again for uh, our pastor and the leaders of this ministry giving us the opportunity to come and share a word or two with you. Uh, shall we just bow our heads and let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank and to praise you for such a time as this. Father, thank you for your commission towards the mandate that you left with us. Father, we want to examine how far we have gone. What we have done with your word. Lord, I pray that you can empty me of self. And just let your Holy Spirit use me and anyone who is here this morning to bring this exhortation to your children. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you adoration. Lord, we thank you for teaching us what to do and asking us to go out there in Brent where you have brought us to minister to hurting, to minister to those whose life are perishing, to bring them life, to bring them the living water. And we want to thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you again, Pastor Andy, for this opportunity. And we want to look at how far, you know, we have come from the last time that I was here. I think that was in August. Um, we have been, you know, going out there, you know, with your support, with your prayers, and we thank you for all your help. Like Pastor Andy said, we are a church, you know, who would like to be obedient to the Lord's command and give opportunity to our members to do the same. Um, that is one way of seeing the power of God manifested in our, in our lives and in our midst. God, he gives us the power not to keep to ourselves, but to go out there and use it. And the more we use it, the more we see you know, the power of God, you know, at work. Amen. You see, so far we, you know, have been involved in the following um, areas of evangelism in this ministry. Um, our pastor has got his sermons on tinyurl.reallifesermons.com and it's a way of ministering, you know, to people. So you can always invite your friends to tell them if there's a message that touched your heart and you think it will be a blessing to somebody, you can always, you know, encourage them to go on that side and they will be blessed. It's a powerful tool. Hallelujah. We've been distributing Bible tracts, you know, and church flyers, you know, either through the doors or we give them, you know, on the streets, one-to-one, and we are able to minister to some people. I think last time we spoke about the, the advantages of using, you know, the tracks. So I wouldn't, you know, go into them again. Um, but we know the tracks, you know, they can lie around in people's house. They don't argue. They don't have emotions, you know. So they are always there. Once in a while you can pick, read, 
put it down, pick, read, put it down. They don't, you know, probably sometimes somebody will say something to me, you know, sometimes we get hurt. I think Brother Charles will come later on to help me. You know, certain things that people have said, you know, and you wonder, wow. Hallelujah. Amen. But we don't take offense. Now, we've been talking to people on the streets on a one-to-one basis, you know, mostly, you know, some respond nicely, you know, others not so nice, but we love them. <laughs> Hallelujah. And Facebook, I think we are on Facebook as well. We can always put things on Facebook. We can invite our friends, you know, um, and they can see in this way of ministering as well. And we do our personal evangelism. One to one be in our workplaces, in our homes, in our, um, among our families. So we encourage all this. Like our pastor said, this is a, a church that is interested in winning souls and in the obeying the command. Matthew 28, verses 19 to 20. The Bible tells us, Therefore, go and make disciples. Of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Amen. We thank the Lord that you know He has access. And before the verse that comes before, he says, All authority in heaven and on earth is given unto him. And he has commissioned us to go. So he's backing us with all his power, with all authority. And he says, Go, make disciples. Teach them to observe everything that I have commanded you. To observe everything. So it's not just going and saying, Oh, hello, do you know Jesus? And you know, receive Jesus Christ in your life and then we leave them. It's the beginning of a journey and we need to follow them up. Talk to them. Mentor them. You know, so the work is not an easy work. It's something that we need to devote ourselves and he himself did it. He's been here, he's done it, so he knows all about it. We can't excuse, we can't give any excuse. Hallelujah. You know, James 5.20 says, He who turns a sinner from his sins has saved a soul from death and cover over a multitude of sins. So when one person you know, you know, changes, probably the person has so many plans to do other things and that kind of thing, but at the point of salvation, like we learned this morning, you know, the Holy Spirit comes into the person, reminds the person of what has happened in him, and therefore is able to stay away from the path of sin and hurting others and whatever. Hallelujah. And Matthew eighteen eleven says, A son of man, or it says, The son of man came to seek and to save that which was lost. You know. We're all lost. We're all going to hell. We lost our way from the Garden of Eden. 
And we're all heading down into destruction. But we, by his grace, just by his grace, nothing of our own, you know, just by his grace, we have been saved. We have been redeemed. But there are others there who are still hurting. You know, the devil is taking them through all sorts of things. And they need to hear the word that they will also come and enjoy the benefits of the salvation. Amen. You know, John 10, 10 tells us that the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. You know, but Christ said, I have come that I might give you life and to have it more abundantly. It says that they might that they might have life. You know, because the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you might have life. You might. Might. So it means there's a choice. You may or you may not. He's giving us a choice. And we need to let them know that there is a choice. I mean, that's why when they are arguing, yes, there's a choice. They choose not to. But why did they argue? It's just because they have not known the truth. You know, Hosea 4 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Amen? Because they do not have the knowledge of God, so they think what they are doing is right. You know, they say all manner of things. And I think some of us have been there. You know, maybe before we came to know the Lord, we have also argued and argued and argued until one fine day, maybe you know, the grace of God touches and we realize that we were on the wrong path and we turn around and give our lives to the Lord. You know, one thing that people always ask, you know, it says, if there is God, Why? Is there so much evil in this world? Why are people dying? Why, you know, um, things are so much happening. There's so much killing. There's so much evil. But they did not know the truth. They did not know that it's the work of the devil. You know, they put it all on God. If you say there is God, how come this is happening? And we need to let them know that there's a devil out there whose duty is to destroy, who has come to kill and to destroy. You know, bad things happen to good people. It happens to bad people. I mean, we can all probably look, for, look back. I remember, you know, a dear sister of mine, you know, passed away. What I had, wow. You know, my own sister, the, the, the one we thought, oh, she was very, very bright. You know, she was doing well, achieving, you know, well in life. And when my mother was sick, we thought, oh, we put everything, you know, in her hands, you know, because my mother was almost 90, well, in her 90s, you know. All of a sudden, she rather went before my mom. Oh, it's like, wow. Gosh, what are we going to do? 
you know, so bad things happened and, you know, she was, she was ill. She trusted God. People said, look, go to hospital. She said, no way. I'm going to trust God. She trusted God and she trusted God and she died trusting God. Hallelujah. And we all know where she is. But others are not that fortunate to trust God because they don't know him. A lot of things are happening. They are hurting. The enemy is battling them in so many areas, so many things. And we need to go out there and tell them there is hope. There is hope beyond the grave. Just put your hope and put your trust in the Lord. And he will save you. He says, fear not the one who is able to destroy the flesh, but the one who is able to destroy both the flesh and the spirit. He's the one that we need to fear most. It's sad to know that everyone, once you are born into this world, you are heading towards domination until you make that choice. You know, I was pondering over it and I said, wow, how sad. So all these people who are arguing and doing all sorts of things, they are heading towards one direction, eternal domination without Christ. Only when they make that choice and turn around that they have life eternal. And that look around, wow, billions of people on this planet without Christ. They say all manner of things, but you know, they are heading towards domination. But that's what the Bible says. And that's why Christ came. And he himself, who when he came, all sort of things they did to him. Because they never believed him. They called him all sort of names. Or to the point of even crucifying him. All he came was just to tell the truth. Nothing but the truth. So he has commissioners to go out there and carry on what he was doing. No. Romans 3, 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And Romans 6, 23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. So he has called us. Will you go? I know we are busy in this country, especially it teaches us to be busy. <laughs> and some of us even, you know, these days I've known they are trying to cut back. But even when you work Sundays, ha, that's when you get more on social hours. You know, the temptation always there for us to work on Sundays. I remember I did it for a while until it got to a point. <laughs> and I said, no. No, I need to go to church. That also became a problem. Now, when it's time for to go to church, Sunday, they put me on duty. I said, no, I don't work on Sundays. I get into trouble. My colleagues tend to hate me. There's work to do. You don't want to come and work. I said, no, I don't. Maybe the best is I'll work in the afternoon after I've been to church. It happened, it got to a point I said, no way. So I have to leave. 
and I left and I took a, a job you know, which pays lower, obviously without on social hours and things like that. So, you know, you get cut up. But, you know, I said, yes, I'm happy. I'm happy to take that. But you no, know, God is so good and God is so faithful. And when I was, you know, doing that, it didn't take long. I got promotion. And I got promotion. And I got promotion. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. You know, and that's when I knew that, yes, if you are obedient to the Lord, you know, if you are obedient to him and you made a sacrifice and you want to serve him and you want to seek him, he will lift you up. And I became a manager, you know, and my colleagues, you know, they, they were still working hard and that kind of thing. But I didn't have to work that hard, you know. When you're a manager with the teeth, you, you just call people, go, <laughs> go and see to it. You know, you, de you delicate, you know. Even though I didn't do that much, you know, I do say, say people say, oh, are you a manager? Why are you doing this? I say, oh, don't worry, don't worry, you know, that kind of thing. But yes, you're in the position. You know, to delicate. Amen. But that is all, you know, God's goodness. Not because I'm so clever or whatever. You know, you know how shy and timid I am. You know, at that kind of the bar. Hey, here I was, a manager. But they come, hey, what do you do if you can play a mess about? You know, when I open my eyes, they, they come. <laughs> you know, they're quite in there. Now, I say, yes, the power is talking, you know. That's <laughs> you know. Praise God, you know, God is good. God is so good, so faithful. You know, we don't want to be like Jonah who was asked, sent to Nineveh, to go and preach the word. But he said, no, 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 no. No, I wouldn't go there. Nineveh, how wicked the people are. You want to say, well, no, 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 no. So he took a ship another direction going his own way went to Joppa took a little shift that is going to Tarsus but the Lord said no you will go you will go I know you know so it shows that he has been praying he's been interceding for you know the people of Israel how they've been touched how they've been tormented you know by these Babylonians you know because apparently they are so wicked Not what we see, you know, with well, IS or whatever. There are the people who pull your eyes and that kind of thing, you know, what the, like Beatle, what they did to, um, what's his name? Sorry, well, something, something, something. Thank you, thank you. You know, pull the eyes out, got your eyes out, cut your fingers and things like that. Cut your hands and, that, and that's what they were doing to the people of Israel and left to him alone the Lord they have to be punished they have to be punished so he, he doesn't want to see them saved but in the end the Lord has his way of making him to go and he was surprised when he went and declared the word they couldn't believe the outcome Everybody, including animals, had to fast and repent of their sins. Hallelujah. 
and they were saved. So there are people out there who may be terrible, but when they are convicted by the Spirit of God, they will yield themselves to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So we have our strategies of ministering you know, uh, and our approach we've been using, which we want to share with you so you know what we've been doing. And we invite any of you who will be interested because it's a command that we have to obey. So we go out at, and the day that we go in, we come in here and we in this auditorium and spend some time praying. Um, sometimes we are on an average of four to six. And we, we decide where we want to go around Brent. Sometimes around Hockington, uh, Wembley, housing station, or housing proper. And that's where you see, yes, this is housing proper. <laughs> and it, it's amazing how the areas, you see the differences that, that you made. You know, and I put it to be you know, the territorial spirit you know, that are operating. Some areas they are very nice, you know, that kind of thing. Other areas they will argue, they, they will tell you, somebody look at me and say, What? You, how can you be a Christian? How can you betray your people? You betray the blacks by becoming a Christian. He said, Christianity is a white man's religion. You know, and he showed me something of drawing on his you know, arm. He says, Well, something, something. This is what you should follow. This is the proper religion. You know. But praise God. And sometimes you just have to laugh. <laughs> you just laugh. You say, wow, these people have ideas. You know, where did they get all these things from? You know. And uh, some other others, you know, the Muslims and that kind of thing, they they come and they have wow. I couldn't believe it. It made some recordings that people have preached against Christians. And it's on his mobile phone. And he took us to a shop. He spoke in, in their language, asked permission from the, you know, the owner of the shop. He was showing us the video, what somebody was preaching in America about women, you know, covering their heads and, you know, adverts and that kind of stuff. For them, everything that is, if it's not Islam, is Christianity. So people who adverts that are being shown and, you know, they're showing something, Coca-Cola, you see a naked woman. What has that to do? You know, with Coca-Cola and, and all sort of things. You Christians, uh, that kind of thing, you just have to tell. You know, this is not Christian. So we also are not comfortable with those things. But to them, you know, why do the women have to talk? And, and that kind of thing, they ask you all sort of things. And sometimes you know that we need to be firm in our teachings and in what we know. We need to read the Bible. We need to know the Word. We need to be strong in those areas, so that we'll have answers for them. But anyway, we're not meant to be arguing with them. So we just listen. We say, well, okay, we can have time, you know, and we can sit down, and we can talk about these things. You know, sometimes some are drunk, you know, and all they want is they want your money. They say, look, I've been eating all morning, you know, uh, I don't have... A, an address, they say, oh, well, sometimes, you know, I, I do go and squat and all sort of things. 
So somebody will say, well, I just come in here so that somebody might give me food. All they want is the money. When you give them the money, the next minute, you see them going to the betting shop or going to the pub. You know, there was a guy that I saw some time ago. And I've been seeing him anytime I drive through housing, standing, you know, either by the pub or standing, you know, um, by the betting shop. And I said, wow. But it's just by his grace that some of us, you know, we could have, our lives could have been the same. But it's just by his grace. I remember when I was going young, when, you know, some of the guys, we have a place that we, we go and stand and chat, 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 chat. So we come from school, instead of sitting down and studying, you go and stand on the roadside, you know, at the Dvaraka by the Ashanti, you know, some people know there, and we chat, chat, chat. Just waste our lives. When you go back to school, your homework, oh, Charlie, I have it done the homework, I forgot. You know, coffee, coffee, yes, if you have the chance, you know. <laughs> you know that you're just wasting your life. But it's just by His grace that we have been saved, we have been redeemed, and we walk on the right path. Hallelujah. <laughs> So we go out two Saturdays in the month and we spend, you know, two hours each Saturday, you know, when we go out. You know, and anyone who accepts, you know, Jesus Christ as the Savior or those we talk to and they give us their names, we record them. And if we have their contact details, we try and contact them and see how they're doing. Sometimes when we have an event, we invite them. And we pray for them. I think last Friday we got the book out. We're here till about midnight. So we got the book out. We prayed for every single one of them that, you know, we have been communicating with or that we have met or that we have um, spoken to. And sometimes we distribute the flyers into the houses, into the addresses, that kind of thing. So we are not able to contact them. Some have promised I'm jumping ahead. I'll just go step by step. Some have promised to come, but we haven't seen them. You know, the Bible says the harvest is ready, but the laborers are few. Matthew 9, 35. This <coughs> it says, Jesus went through all the towns and the villages, teaching in their synagogues, claiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowd, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the fields. Hallelujah. So he went through, Jesus himself, you know, has gone through the path. He went through teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. He was healing all the sick, the oppressed, setting them free. And he said everywhere he goes, the crowd followed because they saw something new, something different. He had compassion on them. And because of the compassion he had, he had to do something. 
And I like this version. It says what? Because what? They were harassed and they were helpless. That's the kind of people we see. People who are harassed and they are helpless. They don't know what to do. They don't know anything better. And we need to lay down our lives you know, for them. Because that is what the master has access to do. Lay down our lives for others. Even as he has laid down his life for us. Amen. We need to ask him to help us to do this. Help us to lay down our lives. Help us to witness. And he's giving us the Holy Spirit who is there to help us to do what he has called us. Amen. You know, when he came, he was traveling now. Most of the people, some received him, some did not. And mostly those who did not were the religious ones who thought they knew more than anyone else. They chastised him. They did all manner of things. You know, religious spirits are quite dangerous. They did not humble themselves. They tried so many times to destroy his life. But the Lord was with him until the appointed time. Nobody could lay their hands on him. But he had compassion. He went out doing the miracles. He was able to turn water into wine. He gave healing. He gave them food to eat. Just five loaves and two fish. He was able to multiply it and to feed thousands of people. 5,000 men. And they were able to collect 12 baskets of crumbs. Miracles upon miracles, yet instead of the people responding to him, they were rather against him. You know, sometimes people will be against us because of what we do, especially around these times that we see all sort of things happening. You know, sometimes it, it becomes even a challenge to call yourself a Christian because you know people will say, you religious people. This is what you do. This is what you do. This is what you do. But we are not to be afraid. Because he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. And when he says he has sent you, he is with us. And we will see his power when we go out there. I know Charles has always been asking, you know, we, we, need, we need to see something. We need to see something. He said, look, this person is coming. Charles, Oh, oh, Samuel, Samuel. He says, well, the person didn't respond. Because the person is not called Samuel. You know, I need the power to let me know the, the name of this person. When he's coming and I call him, he himself will know, hey, how did you know my name? Because the Holy Spirit has revealed to me. I say, hallelujah. I say, keep on. You'll get there. Don't worry. Hallelujah. You know, we want to see great and mighty things. And the only, thing, the only way we say it is when we stepped out. 
when we step out and we begin to feel the, see the challenges, and the Lord will intervene in the forest. Hallelujah. So I see ourselves, you know, doing great and mighty things. Brother Charles is coming. Our goal, you know, for next year, well, we hope to reach out to at least, at least a minimum of 50 souls, you know, for the kingdom next year. Um, we are hoping to have a t-shirt. You know what? I realize sometimes when you start there, people say, are you Jehovah's -Jeh Witnesses or whatever? So something we want to just differentiate ourselves. You know, people, when they see us, they know who we are. We want to include some prayer works. You know, so we go, and especially maybe areas that we want to go, you know, um, maybe the night before, we go around that side, pray around that side, claim the territory into the Lord's hands, and then the following day, we go. So there's so many areas that people can get involved. If you can't come in the morning because you are working, you can come the night before, you know, so we can go just pray and walk around the area. Hallelujah. We want to publish our own Bible tracks. You know, our pastor, you know, is a fantastic. So, you know, he starts writing his book. Maybe he's going to start writing the tracks, <laughs> you know, that we can distribute, you know, our own out there. I mean, last time my car was parked and I saw, I think there's a church around this area, Mountain of Fire. You know, they put their own track that they have written, you know, in front of, you know, my car and when I saw I said wow mm, that's good that's an idea you know so we'll start writing our old tracks it's nothing that expensive you know we'll be able to distribute to people the what we want them to know hallelujah uh, since August that you know we, I did the presentation well we've had 12 people who have promised to come to the church I think we've only seen one you know three have asked us to pray for them because they want to know God more. Another three or more, you know, have received salvation. You know, one has visited us in this church. And I was so amazed, the things that she said. You know, I know that, well, yes, God is moving in this place. You know, when she visited, when we saw her in the next door, you know, she said, whoa, the burden, I felt like, you know, the burden has been lifted off me. And she was saying, even before she came here, you know, she had a dream. And she saw this place, you know, she didn't realize, but when she came and she saw the carpet, she said, oh, yes, 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 this is the place I saw. So can you believe your prayers? God is revealing things to people out there, you know. Others might have had a dream as well, but they haven't come to this place to realize that this is where, what they saw. You know, we don't know, but we keep doing the work, and the Lord keeping doing his part as well. Hallelujah. Amen. And I would like to pause here, and I invite my brother, Brother Charles, who has been <laughs> apostle. Yeah, Apostle Charles. And I think he's got one or two testimonies how the Lord has used him and what 
uh, you know, he has said I would like to share with you as well. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be in the presence of you, everyone here today. And um, this is just a small sort of like an encouragement to, um, to everyone. Um, evangelism, it's such that it's, it's been a stage for me. Uh, when I became Christian and I read uh, the scripture earlier on that was said that I sent you out into the world to make disciples and to teach. Um, that baffled me a little bit because um, I believe that it was just, you know, something that I was supposed to come in and enjoy the benefits of the blessing and stuff like that. But to go out and make disciples and to teach, you know, I, I was thinking, who am I at that time? How can I teach someone? But, um, you know, it's all been, it's, it started becoming reality when um, this ministry was um, actually birthed. At the early stages, we had a couple of, um, shall I say, experienced Christians that was very, very diligent in doing the things of, the, um, of, of God, such as going out and winning souls. And um, there was two particular ones, um, two females, they attend King's Temple, Brenda and the ladies, Deborah. They were radical. And um, they, they sort of like go to evangelism like they are going to war. And sometimes I look at them and, uh, you know, they, they will be talking to someone and the person will be like maybe um, six feet tall, seven feet taller than them. And with a face of, you know, just a, a serious face looking at them. And they will be there with their head up, smiling and actually giving them what they need. And before you know it, um, it you know, the person will just end up from looking at them that way to like, oh, they are all in all with them. So I wanted that, you know, that attracted me. I believe that sometimes if you want something, it, that thing has to attract you. If you want a new car, you don't have to maybe sort of, it has to attract you. Whoever you see that has it, you have to um, admire the thing. So I wanted that. When I came, I wanted, I wanted something awesome. So I began to go with them more often in as much as, I mean, you know, I can't believe I'm saying this in front of pastor. At the beginning, I was scared, but I guess <laughs> I didn't want to show it outside because I could see I wanted to be like one of the warriors. So I'll go next to them, and I was, I, we, we were divided in groups. And um, at one time, I had this particular gentleman as well that um, as he was going, me too, I was going with following that boldness. I actually wanted to prove to him that I was better than what he what he could do so he would go and we'll be going we'll be going and we'll be going and um he said to me one time he said slow down this is not how it's done and um <laughs> not knowing that there was a different dimension of how it and, and obviously that is why sometimes i seek for power jesus said that these signs shall follow them that believe and he actually paused one time and um he looked at a guy a, a black guy a big guy from afar, from among, we was in um, one of the markets. And there were so many people, and he said, that's the one, we are going to him. And I was thinking, oh, come on, is the, are you for real? We are going to him? What about all these nice, nice people, you know? Because I was judging with my eyes, not knowing that guy needed salvation that time. He received salvation. He's been divorced. His wife has left him. He, he, he had lots of problems. And he broke down, and that just touched my heart. 
you know, as, as, as fake that I was on the outside to think that, yeah, we have come to save. I was actually crying inside as well while he was crying. So, you know, I, I began to walk with that. And um, it wasn't easy because, you know, us going out there and stuff, you see different, all sorts of people like my brothers just shared with us here. And sometimes, you know, these are people that are like the prodigal son, they, some, some of the people will tell you that, oh, God loves all of us, you know, so you're not better than me and stuff. You tell them that they need salvation. They'll tell you that, no, God already loves us. But yes, God loves them. God loved us. He even loved us before, he, um, before we were even sinners. He came and died for us. But there is something that he wants us to do, which is to accept him and come to him. And, um, you know, that is sometimes that, you know, you can't pass the message to them. How do you preach to a Muslim? How do you preach to someone that doesn't believe or the ways of God? So I began to search and say, God, give me the boldness. If I have this boldness, I'll be able to do it. So one thing that I realized that came to me was that you are going to a battlefield. It is time for you to take your church clothes off and put on a battle. You have to put on your, your whole armor, like the Bible says. You have to put on your uh, army clothes, dressed like a commando. So I began to say to myself that I'm a warrior in the kingdom of God. That means I'm not going with my, I, I hate insults. If I hear that you've insulted me, naturally I don't like it. You know, you can have a fight with me, but when you insult me, and one time you, you can ask Brother B, a guy literally insulted me, and I, 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 I wanted to. <laughs> We're in church, so I just use your, let you use your imagination. But it wasn't nice, you know. Anyone that's close to me would know that. One thing about me, we might come here and say, praise the Lord, hallelujah. But then again, sometimes the flesh will speak. And that is one of my weakest sides sometimes, that insults is just nothing. And this guy literally wiped me off the ground. And I could just hold my head down and just walk and go to Brother Ben and say, he says he'll, he'll be all right. And I'll say, yes, he'll be all right. <laughs> So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so to know that you come from there and just lay everything aside and just trust that, you know, uh, and, 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 and the next week, the following week, I went there and I decided to put on that attitude. Um, uh, first of all, we went um, just about two minutes walk from here by the hazards or beyond that year by, by the station there. And the first person I met, it, it was just like I just said to the Holy Spirit, direct me, make me bold. So whatever comes out of my mouth, it is of you, it's not of me. And I asked the person, um, you have to receive Christ. I mean, I can't repeat word for word what I said, but it was just, you know, sometimes your, your action speaks. Your action moves with your, your, your confidence. You gain your, gain your confidence from what you say and stuff. And I was just so bold. And the guy just said, yes, I will. And I was, I was amazed. So, and, you know, this, is, this has been such a, you know, blessing to me personally. And I'll encourage all of you guys. I mean, it's not easy. It's not easy being out there, especially seeing people. Sometimes, you know how it can be like, you know, in this country especially, you know, if you greet someone and they pretend that you don't exist, it's not a nice thing. But, you know, if Jesus is supposed to deny himself and he, he denied his will and he said, not my will, but your will be done. You know, let's just remember that he went through 
a sacrifice for us. And I know that maybe your situation or your way might not be, God, give me boldness to go out there. But then again, you can say, God, you know the situation that I'm in. And for now, whilst I work on my confidence and on my boldness, I can't go out there. But what I can do, Lord... I can offer praise. I can offer praise and I can pray for you to touch the mouth of the people that is going out there. Touch the mouth of Brother Ben. Touch the mouth of Charles. If you hear the announcement, whoever is going out there, say, Lord, I cannot go out there. But what I can offer is a blessing that the power, signs and wonders shall follow us when we go out there. Jesus said that we can do more than what he did. Our shadows, as we walk, as I believe, I believe that when we go out there, sometimes some of the people, they need to see a demonstration of God's power. And right now, as we believe that next year we are winning 50, right? 50 souls, we believe personally that we can win the whole of Brent. And we can only do that through each other. If you guys stand in with us and just pray, just offer your prayers and believe that God, through us, he can do the impossible. So I thank God and I know that the greater one will bless us all. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That's Apostle Charles. Amen. Um, our time is gone for, but I just want to say one thing. I mean, there was one time that it was when you go out there, you begin to see, you know, the power of God manifesting. I mean, somebody saw Pastor Andy say, oh, you're a pastor, isn't it? You're a pastor. And the person began to share, you know, to him, open up to him. I remember the other day, a lady came around with distributing and, you know, I just felt deep down within me there's something wrong with this with this lady, so I tried to engage her, give her the tracks, and you know, I prayed with her, you know, received the Lord. And then just as you know, she passed, said, Oh, where, where is your pastor? I said, Oh yeah, the pastor is around, it's nice. I said he's talking to somebody. You want and then Pastor Andy also prayed, you know, and that kind of the same thing. But afterwards I just felt deep down in my heart, I had like a sense of death. You know, that kind of thing. And ooh, I was wondering, what is it? Who is it? What, you know, that kind of thing. And afterwards, I realized, oh, it's this woman. I said, wow, Lord, you saved her. I believe, you know, I prayed with her. Pastor Andy prayed with her. I believe the Lord moved. It's just amazing how people out there, you know, probably going to hell, going to do something terrible to themselves because of the, their situations, things that they're going through. And you and I have the solution, you know, to turn their lives around, you know. And all it takes is just to be, step out, you know, and you'll be a blessing to somebody, you know. Say, who will go? You know, Christ says, send I, send me, I will go, you know. That's how Christ came. So we also have to step out for somebody, be a blessing. Hallelujah. Um, Today is meant to be more like a, you know, chit chat, that kind of thing. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anybody has any question or anybody has any contribution or any suggestions? Hello, hi, uh, Brother George.
on Saturday. So. Mm. Mm. You are tracked in. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think we'll factor that. So maybe once every two months or whatever, we'll go on a Sunday you know, from here. I think is that all right with all of you? That's right. Amen. You know, so we'll discuss it further. I think you know, we bring it up in like church meetings as well, workers' meeting, and then we decide how best to. Any other question? Yeah, hello, brother. Mm. Mm. Right. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, uh, nobody has access, but I think that is a very good point. So we'll have, you know, some materials, you know, uh, ready. So when it's needed, we'll pass them on easily. Thank you very much. Um, any other contribution? Um, right. Okay. All oh, right. Okay, brother Chas. The youth, yeah, the young adults, the youth. So come al along with us, you know, and distribute the flyers and you know, talk to your colleagues. Yeah, yama, yama. <laughs> yeah, because I know some, some of us, you know, we have gray hair. When they look at us, oh, you, you know. <laughs> you know, but they will relate more to you. So, you know, praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, yeah, in the absence of anything, shall we just bow down our heads and pray? And then I invite our, our pastor to take over.